Hey fam, hello, hello, hello. I have a word from the Lord today. So let's bow our heads and get right into prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you, Father. I thank you because there is no God like you, Lord. No lowercase g God could be like you, Father. You are the true and living God, Lord. Nobody else could do what you did for your children, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. That's why I enter your courts with thanksgiving and praise, because you are worthy of the praise, Lord. Hallelujah. You gave up your life for us, Father. No one else can do that, Lord. And I will just thank you for all of the days of my life, Father, for, for shedding your blood for me and for my brothers and sisters as you did, Lord. You are so mighty. Hallelujah, Lord. And I'm just praying as I give this word that you give gave me father hallelujah to go tell your children i pray is all of you and none of me lord i pray that everything that you need to be said is said father in the name of jesus i humble myself before you father to be the vessel that you need me to be lord to give the word how you want it to be gave father i we just want to hear your words lord just you father in the mighty name of jesus and i just thank you and i just honor you and I praise you, Lord. And you already know, we binding up every lying tongue, Father. Any any evil doer, any just any evilness, we binding it up in the name of Jesus, and we severing it at the root by the power of God. And that's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Okay, man. Let me get my notebook out. And this is what the Lord said. My children have many idols. My children are having addictions to drugs, alcohol, people, and people. They are serving other gods and refuse to acknowledge that I am the only true and living God. My children are consulting mediums, psychics, tarot readings, cult rituals. These are just a just a few. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm reading my writing. These are just a few to say. But there's more. I have turned my face against them because of these detestable sins. I am God and God alone. No other lowercase g God can tell you the plans I have for your life. I have appointed my servants to direct you back to me. But you refuse to listen. So now I will leave you to your gods, lowercase g. What a shame it will be for you, because these guys are worthless. I, the Simon Lord, have spoken. Hallelujah. So, Lord, how do you want us to start? Because it's a plethora of scriptures here, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Okay, family. Let's start at John 14. Let me get to it real quick. It says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If If this were not so, would I have told you I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. 
No, we don't, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you don't know him and you have seen him. I'm sorry, you do know him and you have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the father and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, I have been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am. Anyone who has seen me has seen the father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the father and the father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my father who lives in me does this work through me. Just believe that I am the fa- in the Father, and the Father is in me, or at least believe be- because you because of the work you have seen me do. I tell you the truth: anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it, so the Son can bring glory to the father. Yes. Ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Hallelujah. And Jesus is the only way we know Jesus is the only way to the father. Hallelujah. And when, when we've talked about this scripture before, but I need y'all to know, don't go so humanly when he says you have already seen me yet. You still don't know who the father is. You have to really sit there and you have to think about it. You've seen Jesus move in your life. You have seen Jesus move in your life. You have seen him, although not with a visible eye. You have seen him with a spiritual eye. Hallelujah. And it's people that still sitting here, right? And you still want to consult these mediums. You still want to have Torah readings. Hallelujah. You still want to have these cult rituals. You still want to be addicted to these different drugs, these different substances. When he shows you that I am the only way to the father, you cannot gain peace. You cannot know the plans that he has for you unless you go to him. He is the true and living and anything else that is telling you that it can grant you the things that God can grant you is a lie because the only way to God is through the father. The only way to have peace is through Jesus. Hallelujah. That's the only way to go to God. You have to go through Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. You have to know that that is so in the mighty name of Jesus. Hold on, family. Okay, fam. So, sorry, I had to pause it real quick. Had to get stuff situated. Got my kids. You know, family. You know, you know, you know. So, let's go to John chapter 10. Hallelujah. Listen, when I was um in the presence of the Lord, when I was when He was giving me this word, He told me it's still because you know I want to warn people because if God leaves you to your false gods, what are you going to do, right? And God told me they're not going to want to, they're not going to listen, they're not going to listen to you, they're not going to listen. You're going to warn them, but they're not going to hear you. And listen, we're going to get to a verse rule in a minute. Let's read this one. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold, rather going through the gate, must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. 
The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. Hallelujah. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So you let's start right here. You see where he says, I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of the sheepfold, rather going through the gate, must surely be a thief and the robber. Hallelujah. And we know that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Hallelujah. We know that he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So he's a thief. So these people, right, you'll go consult a medium. You'll go consult a torment reading. You'll go talk to a psychic or something. But you will refuse to go ask Jesus. You won't go ask Jesus, what, what is the plans that he has for you? You won't go ask, but you rather go ask a thief and a robber. That person cannot enter into the kingdom of God. They are, you cannot sneak over the sheepfold. You just can't. You, if you don't want to go through Jesus, you can't know. You can't get in. You, how will you know the plans that God has for you if you won't go ask God? Hallelujah. And when I'm talking about God, I'm talking about his name is Jesus. That's what I talk about with God. I ain't talking about no lowercase g God. I'm talking about Jesus. If you won't go ask Jesus what the plans that God has for you, how, who, they're sure to be a thief and a robber. Hallelujah. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. You see how it says the gatekeeper opens the gate for him. Hallelujah. God opens the door for him and his sheep can come in. He says that I open a door that no man can shut and I'll shut a door that no man can open. Do you understand that he is talking about spiritually that he can open a door that can't no man close and he can close a door that no man can open. Because he is the true and living God. That's why he can open the door. People have had these people go and talk. You go consult these mediums and these tarots and they're lying to you. They're putting demons on you. We have talked about this before. But it's because, listen, it's not a good day when the Lord leaves you to your gods. I know he said that these people are not going to hear me. You're not going to want to listen to me. You're not going to want to listen to me. But I'm still going to say it because I love you. Hallelujah. The Lord loves you the most, but he knows you. He knows your heart. He knows your heart. He knows you're not going to listen. That's why he tells me that. He didn't say that. Don't say nothing. He said they're just not going to hear you. And it's because he knows you so well. But yet you will turn your back on him. He is the only way. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they will follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use the use this illustration didn't understand what he meant. So he explained it to them. I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep and all who come before me were thieves and robbers. But the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate and those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to still kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. 
I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. Oh, hallelujah. Because we got to go up to, to uh, verse 10 real quick. In the mighty name of Jesus. This, this purpose is to still kill and destroy. You are consulting that medium. You are con- sitting in that, that tour reading. You're doing that ritual. And the whole purpose of what you do, you sitting before the thief. And he's coming to kill, steal, and destroy. And then you're sitting here. Because, yeah, the things that they say, it'll manifest. And you'll believe it. You'll believe like, oh, yeah, this is really the truth. But it's a lie. His sole purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. Fear. We be talking about you can gain the whole world he can promise you all the riches in the world but if you what is it if you lose your soul what is it what is it worth what it open your eyes right now what is it worth if you lose your soul you could be sitting here without a house without a car without nothing but if you have jesus you have everything But you could be sitting in a mansion with the best house, with the best car, with all the money you want in your bank account. But if you lost your soul, what do you have? What do you really have? A higher hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so will, and so the wolf will attack and scatter the flock. The higher hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. Hallelujah. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in the sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. Hallelujah. Family. Like, listen, he is telling you, I am the only way to the father. He's saying that. He is the gate. You can walk through him. If you receive Jesus and he receives you, you have the father. You have all you need. You have God. Walk through the gate. Listen, we don't have much time. We do not have much time. And for so long, people have been saying that. But that is so. We don't have much time. These false people, these false gods, these false prophets, these um psychics, these, these drugs, they're not doing nothing for your soul. They're deceiving you. They are deceiving you. You just see that this purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy his people, his, his, the people he is using. They have one mission and that is to destroy you. Family, we talk about this all the time, that this sole purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. We say it all the time, but do you take it in? There's nothing, there's nothing good about them telling you, oh, yeah, you're going to bump into this person and, and then you're going to um, get, get together. But that person, all they doing is trapping you. That's another person that the enemy is going to use to destroy you. 
Oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna go and you're gonna make millions of dollars on this. Yes, because listen, it's gonna destroy you. Yeah, you should stay in that relationship, but that relationship is set up to destroy you. You need Jesus. He will lead you into all truth. There's nobody can lead you into truth except by the spirit of God. And you still are to test the spirit by the spirit. If you go in somewhere and they ain't open up a Bible, you and you ain't reading along with them, you better get up. This ain't for me. This ain't it. Because you won't even got a Bible. Hallelujah. And if you if you read along and your spirit ain't bear witnessing what they saying, it's time to go. Hallelujah. You pray to God and you ask him to lead you into all truth. The father loves me because I sacrificed my life so I may take it back again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily for I have the authority to lay it down when I want and also to take it up again. For this is what my father has commanded. When he said these things, the people were again divided in their opinions about him. Some said he's a, he's demon possessing out of his mind. Why listen to a man like that? Others say this doesn't sound like a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Hallelujah. Can they? Can a demon open the eyes of a blind? But yeah, you're going to these false gods. Do you know what these false gods are? Demons. Demons. You're sitting there and you're sacrificing things to demons. Can they open your eyes? Who can open your eyes? It's Jesus. Jesus is the only one that can make you see. Ask him to knock the scales off your eyes. If you don't ask for anything, ask for the scales to be knocked off your eyes. Ask him to let you see what it truly is. Hallelujah. Don't please don't be like these people and be like, why, why, why are they saying such things? Don't sit here and, and, um, because you don't like what I'm saying to you right now. You want to not listen, but have an ear to hear what the spirit is speaking. And then you still take it back to the, to, to the spirit of God, the true and living God. And his name is Jesus. You go take it back to him. And you ask him to lead you into all truth, but have an ear to hear just because you, you, you get convicted. And this is something that, um, you necessarily don't want to hear because it is, it's convicting your spirit It's something that you don't want to give up. Your heart is hard. Don't just, don't just shut it down. Like, "Mm -mm, I don't want to hear that. Go test the spirit by the spirit. Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew 13. Verse 11. You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. 
To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. This is why I use these parables for they look, but they don't really see they hear, but they really don't listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend for the hearts of these people are hardened and their ears cannot hear and they have closed their eyes. So their eyes cannot see and their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and let them let me heal them hallelujah pray for the lord to soften your heart so you can hear them ask them to give you eyes that see ask you ask them to give you ears that hear what the spirit is speaking you'll go sit there right and you'll go sit with somebody and and they'll pull out a deck of cards or something and they'll try to tell you oh what your future is right they'll go tell you what your quote quote future is and all you doing is listening to the words out their mouth hallelujah but do you know that you can go open the bible and listen to the living word that's truth and life. The, the Bible is spirit and truth. His words are spirit and truth. You have all the answers that you need in the Bible. From Genesis to Revelations. You have all you need. You are complete lacking in nothing. But, but you want to listen to somebody in front of you. Tell you lies. Father, where you want me to go next? In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, man, let's go to 1 Peter. 2 and 11. Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very soul. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. Hallelujah. And family... You see how it says, I warn you as temporary residents, we don't even belong here, and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires. That goes up to where the Lord said that people are addicted to drugs, alcohol, people. The Lord is saying, stay away from worldly desires that are waging war against your very soul. Is waging war. What can those things grant you? It's not real peace. It's bootleg. God is that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go to this. Hold on. 
Hold on, family. Let's go to Philippians 4, verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. He is all you need. That's your peace. Yes, you hurt. Yes, you feel broken. Yes, this happened to you. Yes, that happened to you. No, you don't understand why. But do you know who knows? Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. His name is Jesus. Tell him all that you need. And thank him for all he has done. Then experience his peace that surpasses all understanding. Go talk to him. You bottling it in. You It just feels bottled in. And you know what? Pressure bursts pipes, don't it? You feel like you about to burst, don't you? Go talk to the father. He's He's been waiting there with, with open arms. He has this unfailing love for his children. Hallelujah. Just talk to him. Ask him. Ask him. Say, Lord, let me experience your peace that surpasses all understandings. Lord, I'm tired. This burden is heavy. This yoke is heavy. Let me receive your yoke, Father. Your your yoke, I heard your yoke is light and easy. Let me experience it. Let me be a witness to that, Father. that, That your yoke is light and easy. Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew 7. Verse 21. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and we cast the demons out in your name. We performed many miracles in your name. But I reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Hallelujah. It's people in churches. Hallelujah. And 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 you you've been warned about this before. You've been warned that that's not that's not a a a, a spirit-filled church. The Lord's been telling you it's time for you to go. It's time to go. But you just keep holding on because you want to please man. The Lord is saying, everybody, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. 
Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. Are you going to love to serve men more than God? Are you going to be double-minded? Because all that call out to him, Lord, Lord, is not entering. You know this is for you because you've been warned before. This ain't the first time that somebody has said to you, you need to get out that church. Hallelujah. Father, is there anything else you need me to say? The Lord is saying, remove yourself. I hear him saying, remove yourself. Or you will receive judgment. He said, move yourself. Hallelujah. Let's go, Lord, where where you want me to go next? Hold on, family. Okay, fam, let's go to Nehemiah 9. Let's start at verse 29. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Let me. Let's hold on. We're going to start up a little higher. All right, let's start at the top. Let's just start at the top because this is a word. Let's start at verse. Let's start at verse like six ish. It's like five ish, six ish. May your glorious name be praised. May it be exalted above all blessings and praise. You alone are Lord. You made the skies and the heavens and all the stars. You made the earth and the seas and everything in them. You preserved them all and the angels of heaven worship you. You are the Lord God who chose Abram and brought him from earth to Chaldeans and renamed him Abraham. When he had proved himself Faithful, you made a covenant with him to give him his descendants, the him and his descendants, the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Jezubites, and Gergites. And you have done that, done what you promised, for you are always true to your word. You saw the misery of our ancestors in Egypt, and you heard their cries from beside the Red Sea. You displayed miraculous signs and wonders against Pharaoh, his officials, and all the people. For all his people, for you knew how arrogantly they were treating your ancestors. You had a glorious reputation that has never been forgotten. You divided the sea for your people so they could walk through on dry land. Then you hurled their enemies into the depths of the sea. They sank like stones beneath the mighty waters. You led our ancestors by a pillar of cloud during the day and a a pillar of cloud, a pillar of fire at night. So they could find their way. God is so good. Do you see how he provides? He just provides. Hallelujah. He, listen. Fire. So they, he, he provided fire at night. So that they could find their way. Do you see how he provides? He cares. He cares. You came down to Mount Sinai and spoke to them from the heaven. You gave them regulations and instructions that were just and decrees and commands that were good. 
You instructed them concerning your holy Sabbath, and you command, commanded them through Moses, your servant, to obey all your commands, decrees, and regulations. You gave them bread from heaven when they were hungry and water from the rock when they were thirsty. You commanded them to go and take possession of the land you had sworn to give them. But our ancestors were proud and stubborn, and they paid no attention to your commands. They refused to obey but did, and did not remember to the, the miracles you had done for them. Instead, they became stubborn and appointed a leader to take them back to their slavery in Egypt. But you are a God of forgiveness, gracious, and mercy. You are a God of forgiveness, gracious, and merciful, slow to become angry and rich in unfailing love. You did not abandon them, even where they made an idol shape like a calf and said, this is your God. This is your God who brought you out of Egypt. They committed terrible blasphemies, but in your great mercy, you did not abandon them to die in the wilderness. The pillar of cloud still led them forward day by forward by day and pillar of fire showed them the way through the night you sent your good spirit to instruct them and you did not stop them them you did not stop giving them manna from heaven or water for their thirst for 40 years you sustained them in the wilderness and they lacked nothing their clothes did not wear out and their feet did not swell then you helped our ancestors conquer kingdoms and nations and you placed your people in every corner of the land they took over the land of King Shion of Hezbon and the land of King Og of Basan. You made their descendants as numerous as the stars in the skies and brought them into the land you promised to give their ancestors. They went in and took possession of the land. You subdued whole nations before them. Even the Canaanites who inhibited the land were powerless. Your people could deal with these nations and their kings as they pleased. Our ancestors captured fortified cities and fertile land. They took over houses full of good things with sisters already dug and vineyards and olive groves and fruit trees in abundance. So they ate until they were full and grew fat and enjoyed themselves in all your blessings. But despite all this, they were disobedient and rebelled against you. They turned their backs on your law. They killed your prophets who warned them to return to you. And they committed terrible blasphemies. So you handed them over to their enemies who made them suffer. But in their time of trouble, they cried out to you and you heard them from heaven. In your great mercy, you have sent them liberators who rescued them from their enemies. But as soon as they were at peace, your people again committed evil in your sight. And once more, you let their enemies conquer them. Yet, whenever your people turned and cried to you again for help, you listened once more from heaven. In your wonderful mercy, you rescued them many times. You warned them to return to your law, but they became proud and obstinate and disobeyed your commands. They did not follow your regulations by which people will find life if only they obey. They stubbornly turned their backs on you and refused to listen. In your love, you were patient with them for many years. You sent your spirit who warned them through the prophets, but still they wouldn't listen. So once again, you allowed the people of the land to conquer them. But in your great mercy, you did not destroy them or completely or abandon them forever. What a gracious and merciful God you are. 
And how and now our God, the great and mighty and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of unfailing love, do not let all the hardships we have suffered seem insignificant to you. Great trouble has come upon us and upon our kings and leaders and priests and prophets and ancestors. All of your people from the days when the kings of Assyria first triumphed over us until now. Every time you punished us as we were being just, we have sinned greatly and you gave us what we deserved. Our kings, leaders, priests, ancestors did not obey your law or listen to the warnings in your commands and laws. Even while they had their own kingdom, they will not serve you, though you shower your goodness on them. You gave them a large fertile land, but they refused to turn from their wickedness. So now today we are slaves in a land of plenty that you gave our ancestors for their enjoyment. We are slaves here in this good land. The lush produce of this land piles up in hands of the kings whom you have set over us because of our sins. They have power over us in our livestock. We serve them at their pleasure and we are in great misery. Hallelujah. Family. Another thing the Lord was talking to me earlier about was generational curses. And he will put a curse on people, on, on generations who refuse to obey him. But he will pour out unfailing love to those who acknowledge that he is God and obey his commands. And we see since the beginning, our ancestors have been sinning against him. And he's been forgiven. And he's been forgiven. And he's been forgiven. But grace and mercy is going to run out. It's going to run out. That's why he said, tell them that I'm going to turn them to their other gods. Listen, if you take your last breath. And judgment is set. You have to depart from him. For eternity. We see he's rich in unfailing love. He didn't say for me to come on here and say, okay, since you want to do this, boom, hell. He didn't tell me to say that. He said, I I can still warn you, but you're not going to listen. But I urge somebody right now, listen, in the name of Jesus. Don't get handed over. Don't get handed over to the enemy. Listen to him. He's rich in love, mercy, and grace. Receive him. It's been years of people wrestling with God. You've seen it when he they were just talking about it. And he just always comes with the unfailing love. Don't use him like a genie, but really love him. Really love God. Love him for who he is. He made you. He made you because he wanted to. He doesn't want to destroy anybody. He just wants people to stop being wicked. 
Let's go to Romans chapter 1. Let's go down to verse. Hold on. Let's go down to verse 18. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world has had was created, people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead become utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious ever living God, they worship idols who made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each, with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worship and serve the things God created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, burnt with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with each with other men. And as a result of sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserve. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Their lives become full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning, and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand, break their promises, are heartless, and have no mercy. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die, yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. Hallelujah. And you see that is so true, especially when you go on social media like that. It's just so it's out there. They encourage this behavior. They try to teach these behaviors to our children. But these are detestable things to God. These things are detestable. Don't conform to this world. We talked about this the other day. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing. Allow the Lord to transform you. Starting by the way that you think. 
Ask the Lord, give me your thoughts. Give me a heart like yours, Lord. Allow me to see what it truly is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to Deuteronomy 32. Starting at verse 16. Let's start at verse 15. But Israel soon became fat and unruly. The people grew heavy with plump and stuffed. They abandoned the God who made them. They made light of the rock of their salvation. They stirred up his jealousy by worshiping foreign gods. They provoked his fury with detestable deeds. They offered sacrifices to demons, which are not God. To gods they they have not known before. To new gods only recently arrived. To gods their ancestors had never heard, feared. You neglected the rock who has fattened you. You forgot the God who, who given you birth. The Lord saw this and drew back, provoked to anger by his own sons and daughters. He said, I will abandon them. Then they will see what becomes, then I will, then will, then see what becomes of them. For they are a twisted generation, children without integrity. They have roused my jealousy by worshiping things that are not God. They have provoked my anger with their useless idols. Now I will rouse their jealousy through the people who are not even a people. I provoke their anger through the foolish Gentiles. For my anger blazes forth like fire and burns to the depths of the grave. It devours the earth and all its crops and ignites the foundation of the mountains. I will heap disaster upon them and shoot them down with my arrows. I will weaken them with fanning, burning fever, and deadly disease. I will send the fangs of wild beasts and poisonous snakes that glide in the dust. Outside the sword will bring death, and inside terror will strike both young men and young women, both infants and the aged. Mm. I will annihilate them, wiping out the, the memory of them. But I feared the taunt of Israel's enemies who might misunderstand this thing. Our power has triumphed. The Lord has nothing. The Lord had nothing to do with this. But Israel is a senseless nation. The people are foolish without understanding. Oh, that they will that they were wise and could understand this. Oh, that they might know their fate. How could one person chase a thousand of them and two put ten thousand to flight unless the rock has sold them? Unless the Lord had given them up. But the rock of our enemies is not like our rock. As even they recognize. It says. Their their vine grows from vine of Sodom. From the vineyards of Gomorrah. Their grapes are poison and their clusters are bitter. Their wine is the venom of serpents. The deadly poison of cobras. The Lord says, I am storing up these things, sealing them away in, in my treasury. I will take revenge. I will pay them back in due time. Their feet will slip. The day of disaster will arrive and the destiny and their destiny will overtake them. Indeed, the Lord will give justice to his people. He will change his mind about his servants when he sees their strength is gone and no one is left slave or free. Then he will ask, where are their gods, the rocks they fed, 
they fled to for refuge. Where now are those gods who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their offering? Let those gods arise and help you. Let them provide you with shelter. Look now, I myself am he. There is no other God but me. I am the one who kills and gives life. I am the one who wounds and heals. No one can be rescued from my powerful hand. Now I raise my hand to the heaven and declare as surely as I live, I will sharpen my flashing sword and begin to carry out justice. I I will take revenge on enemies and repay those who who reject me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood and my sword will devour flesh. The blood of the slaughter and the captives in the heads of the enemy leaders. Rejoice with them, you you heavens. Let all of God's angels worship him. Rejoice with his people, you Gentiles, and let all the angels be strengthened in him. For he will avenge the blood of his children. He will take revenge against his enemies his enemies he repay those who hate him and cleanse his people's land family i know we've read this i know we read this before but the lord is speaking the time is coming indeed it already has begun take heed don't let your source be wickedness. Don't be finding your source in wickedness. That's why he, that's what he was talking about. Let's go to the top real quick. Where is it? But the rock of our enemies is not like our rock, as even they recognize. Their vine grows from the vine of Sodom, from the vineyards of Gomorrah. Their grapes are poisonous and their clusters are bitter. Listen. The source that the, the enemy source is wickedness. It's wicked. It only produces wicked things. When you read about Sodom and Gomorrah, it was a wicked town. When you are going to consult the enemy, he's just giving you wickedness. Every seed he plants in you is poisonous. It's a venom. Turn from your wicked ways. Repent. Repent, repent, repent. Turn. Turn from your wicked ways. Yes, God, he will bring you back in open arms, but he knows. He knows whose heart is hard. God knows. But pray that your heart's not too hard to hear the voice of the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, fam. Let's go to um, Jeremiah 10. Hear the word that the Lord speaks to you, O Israel. This is what the Lord says. Do not act like the other nations who try to read their future in the stars. Do not be afraid of their do not be afraid of their predictions, even though other nations are terrified by them. 
Their ways are futile and foolish. They cut down a tree and a craftsman carves an idol. They decorate it with gold and silver and then fasten it securely with a hammer and nails so it won't fall over. Their gods are like hopeless, helpless scarecrows in a cucumber field. They cannot speak and they need to be carried because they cannot walk. Do not be afraid of such gods, for they can neither harm you nor do do you any good. Lord, there is no one like you, for you are great and your name is full of power. Who will not fear you, O king of nations? That title belongs to you alone. Among all the wise people of the earth and in all the kingdoms of the world, there is no one like you. People who worship idols are stupid and foolish. The things they worship are made of wood. They bring beaten sheets of silver from Tarshish, gold from Euphrates, and they give these materials to skillful craftsmen who make their idols. They dress these guys in royal blue and purple robes made by expert tailors. But the Lord is the only true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. The whole earth trembles at his anger. The nations cannot stand up to his wrath. Say this to those who worship other gods. Your so-called gods who do not make the heavens and earth will vanish from the earth and from under the heavens. But the Lord made the earth by his power and he preserves it by his wisdom. With his own understanding, he stretched out the heavens when he speaks in the thunder. The heavens roar with rain. He causes the clouds to rise over the earth. He sends lightning with the rain and releases the wind from the storehouse. The whole human race is foolish and has no knowledge. The craftsmen are disgraced by the idols they make, for their carefully shaped shaped works are a fraud. These idols have no breath or power. Idols are worthless. They are ridiculous lies. On the day of reckoning, they will be destroyed. But the God of Israel is no idol. He is the creator of everything that exists, including Israel, his own special possession. The Lord of Heaven's army is his name. The coming destructions. Pack your bags and prepare to leave. The siege is about to begin. For this is what the Lord says. Suddenly, I will fling out all you who live in this land. I will pour great troubles upon you. And at last, you will feel my anger. My wound is severe and my grief is great. My sickness is, is incurable, but I must bear it. My home is gone and no one is left to help me rebuild it. My children have been taken away and I will never see them again. The shepherds of my people have lost their sense. They no longer seek wisdom from the Lord. Therefore, they fail completely and their flocks are scattered. Listen, hear the terrifying roar of the great of great armies. So they roll down from the north. The towns of Judah will be destroyed and become a haunt for jackals. I know I know, Lord, that our lives are not our own. We are not able to plan our own course. So correct me, Lord, but please be gentle. Do not correct me in anger, for I will die. Pour out your wrath on the nations that refuse to acknowledge you, on the pe- excuse me, on the people that do not call upon your name. For they have devoured your people, Israel. They have devoured and consumed them, making a land a, a desolate wilderness. Family. 
judgment judgment is set. Pray to the Lord and like just how he just prayed. So correct me, Lord, but please be gentle. Do not correct me in anger, for I would die. Be humble. Go and pray these prayers, family. The Lord is not playing. He's not playing at all. You see where it says the coming destruction? Suddenly, I will fling out all you who live in this land. I will pour great troubles upon you. And at last, you will feel my anger. And do you see how he says right here? Do not correct me in anger for I would die. For you will die if he pulls his anger out on you. Repent to him. Hallelujah. Let's go to Isaiah 41. Let's go to Isaiah 41, starting at verse 21. Present the case for your idols, says the Lord. Let them show what they can do, says the king of Israel. Let them try to tell us what happened long ago so that we may consider the evidence. Or let them tell us what the Lord, what the, what the future holds so we can know what's going to happen. Yes, tell us that we'll... Uh, what will occur in days ahead then we will go we will know you are gods in fact do anything good or bad do something that will amaze and frighten us but no you are less than nothing and can do nothing at all those who chose who choose you pollute themselves but i have stirred up a leader who will approach from the from from the north from the east he will call on my name I will give him victory over the kings and princes. He will trample them as a potter treads on clay. Who told you from the beginning that this would happen? Who predicted this, making you admit that he was right? No one said a word. I was the first to tell Zion, Zion, look, help is on the way. I will send Jerusalem a messenger with good news. Not one of your idols told you this. Not one gave you an answer when I asked. See, they are all foolish, worthless things. All your idols are as empty as the wind. Hallelujah. Let's go to Habakkuk chapter 2. Let's go to very okay. Let's start at the top. I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves and their lives are crooked. But the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. Wealth is treacherous and the anger and the arrogant are never at rest. They open their mouths as wide as the grave 
And like death, they are never satisfied. In their greed, they have gathered up many nations and swallowed many people. But soon their captives will taunt them. They will mock them, saying, What sorrow awaits you, thieves? Now you will get what you deserve. You become rich by extortion. But how much longer can this go on? Suddenly, your debtors will take actions. They will turn on you and take all you have while you stand trembling and helpless because you have plundered many nations. Now all the survivors will plunder you. You committed murder throughout the Corsi and filled the towns with violence. What sorrow awaits you who build big houses with money gained dishonestly? You believe your wealth will secure will buy security, putting your family's nest beyond the reach of anger. But by the murders you committed, you have shamed the name, your name and fortified your lives. The, the very stones in the wall cry out against you, and the beams in the ceilings echo the complaint. What sorrow awaits who build cities with money gained through murder and corruption? Has not the Lord of Heaven's armies promised the wealth of the nations will be turned to ashes? They work so hard, but all in vain. For as the waters fill the sea, the earth will be filled with an awareness of the glory of the Lord. What sorrow awaits you who make your neighbors drunk? You force your cup on them so you can gloat over their shameful nakedness. But soon it will be turned to it will be your turn to be disgraced. Come drink and be exposed. Drink from the cup of the Lord's judgment and all your glory will be turned to shame. You cut down the fortress of Lebanon. Now you will be cut down. Now you will be cut down. You destroyed the wild animals. So now their terror will be yours. You committed murder throughout the courtside and filled the towns with violence. What good is an idol carved by man or a cast image that deceives you? How foolish to trust in your own creation, a God that can't even talk. What sorrow awaits you who says to wooden idols, wake up and save us to speechless stone images. You say, rise up and teach us. Can an idol tell you what to do? They may be, they may be overlaid with gold and silver, but they are lifeless inside. But the Lord is in the holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. Hallelujah. The Lord said earlier, he said, um, what a shame it would be for you because these guys are worthless. The Lord spoke that earlier. What a shame. You turn. Ask the Lord, please don't correct me in your anger because I will not survive. Pray to him. Ask him to to um reveal your heart to him to you. From he can reveal your heart because he knows your heart. God knows you better than you know yourself. Let's go to um First Corinthians four. Verse four. 
My conscience is clear, but that doesn't prove I'm right. It's the Lord himself who will examine me and decide. So don't make judgments about anyone ahead of time before the Lord returns, for he will bring our darkest secrets to the light and reveal our private motives. Then God will give to each one whatever praise is due. Hallelujah. Let's go to Jeremiah 23, 23. Am I God? Am I a God who only who is only close at hand? Says the Lord. No, I am far away at the same time. Can anyone hide from me in a secret place? Am I not everywhere in all the heavens and the earth, says the Lord? I have heard these prophets say, listen to the dream I had from the from God last night. And then they proceed to tell lies in my name. How long will this go on? If they are prophets, they are prophets of the sea inventing everything they say. By telling these false dreams, they are trying to get my people to forget about me, just as their ancestors did by worshiping the idols of Baal. Let these false prophets tell their dreams, but let my true messengers faithfully proclaim my every word. There is a difference between straw and grain. Does not my word burn like fire, says the Lord? Is it not like a mighty hammer that smashes a rock to pieces? Therefore, say the Therefore, says the Lord, I am against these prophets who steal messages from each other and claim that they are me from me. I'm against these smooth tongued prophets who say this prophecy is from the Lord. I am against these false prophets. Their, ima- their imaginary dreams are flagrant lies that lead my people into sin. I did not send or appoint them and they have no message at all for my people. I, the I, the Lord, have spoken. Hallelujah. And do you see where the Lord, when he was speaking earlier, he says, I have appointed my servants to direct you back to me, but you refuse to listen. Hallelujah. But as people, you want to listen to these false dreams that people have, and all they want to do is take you away from the Father. Hallelujah. And the Lord is saying, I did not send or appoint them. They have no message at all for my people. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. These people, these psychics, these mediums, these Tarians, these, uh, these, um, like these cult rituals. The Lord did not send you for that. He appointed people. He appointed his people to do his purpose. He said there is a difference between, hold on, right up here. I don't want to say it right. He says. There is a difference between straw and grain. Doesn't my word burn like fire, says the Lord? Is it not like a mighty hammer that smashes a rock? There's a difference. Hold on, there's another part. Hold on. It's verse 28. Let these false prophets tell their dreams, but let my true messengers faithfully proclaim my every word. The person the Lord will send to you will declare God's every word. Every word. 
Yes, people will tell dreams. They'll tell you made up things. But God's people, his servants he has appointed, will tell you his every word. Hallelujah. Let's go to Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. He says, for I know. He says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Hallelujah. He says that he knows the plans that he has for you. His plans are for good and not for disaster. See, because the thief, he will send people to kill, steal, and destroy. He will send people to send the disasters upon your life. That's why you have to ask the Lord, Lord, what is your plans for me? What are your plans? He says, in those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. You claim that the Lord has raised up prophets for you in Babylon. But this is what the Lord says about the king who sits on David's throne and all those still living here in Jerusalem. Your relatives who were not exiled to Babylon. This is what the Lord of heaven's army say. I will send war, famine, and disease upon them and make them bad figs, too rotten to eat. Yes, I will pursue them with war, famine, and disease. And I will scatter them around the world. If you you want to keep on messing with this world, I'm here to tell you when judgment falls on them, it will it will fall on you. Go to the father and ask him to reveal your heart. Go to him. Go to him and ask him to reveal your heart. Because listen, when that disaster strikes, when the listen, it's already begun. In his anger, you will not last. Let's go to um Lord, which one do you want me to go to now? Let's go to Jonah two verse eight. Those who worship false gods turn their back on all God's mercies. Those who worship false gods turn their backs on all God's mercies. So if you want to worship false gods, you turn your back on God's mercy. That's why the Lord keeps saying, come back to him. Because if you turn your back, you're turning your back on him. You're turning your back on all his mercy. Don't just use God because of his mercy. Want to love God because who he is. Want to serve him because who he is. But if you turn your back on him, you turn your back on all his mercy. Let's go to 
let's go to um first Corinthians seven. Verse 31. Those who who use the things of the world should not become attached to them. For this world, as we know it, will soon pass away. I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. Hallelujah. And yes, this is going to start going on until all of um, talking about marriage and all of that. But family, the Lord is speaking. Those who use the things of the world should not become attached to them. For we know that this world, as we know it, as we know it, will soon pass away. This world is passing away. And if you are stuck in this world that's passing away, you yourself are going to pass away. This world is going to pass away. So if you're part of this world, you're going to pass away. He says, I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 John chapter 2. So 1 John chapter 2. 16 verse 16 and verse 17 for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions these are not from the father but are from this world and this world is fading away along with everything that people crave but anyone who does what pleases god will live forever But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. Go to the Father. Ask Him to check your heart in the name of Jesus. Let's go to... um, Ezekiel 23. Let's go to verse 49. You will be fully repaid for all your prostitution, your worship of idols. Yes, you will suffer the full penalty. Then you will know that I am the sovereign Lord. That's for the people who refuse to see and who want to refuse to hear. He says you will be fully repaid for all your prostitution, your worship of idols. Yes, you will suffer the full penalty. Then you will know that I am the sovereign Lord. Yes, when you hear prostitution, we know prostitution is a sin. But also he's talking about prostituting yourself with other gods. Prostituting yourself with these false idols. You are selling yourself to these false gods, these idols. And he is saying you will suffer the full penalty. Then you will know that I am the sovereign Lord. Family. Listen, let's go to, um, hold on real quick. Give me a second. 
Higgins is one second. Let's go to Psalms 97, verse 7. Those who worship idols are disgraced. All who brag about their worthless gods, for every, for every god must bow. All who brag about their god, brag about their worthless gods, for every god must bow down to him. Jerusalem has heard and rejoiced, and all the towns of Judah are glad because of your justice, O Lord. For you, O Lord, are supreme over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. You who love the Lord hate evil. He protects the lives of the godly people and rescues them from the power of the wicked. Light shines on the godly and joy on those whose hearts are right. May all who are godly rejoice in the Lord and praise his name. Let's go to um first John. This is how we're going we're gonna close it unless the Lord wants me to say anything else before we close it. We're gonna close it with this verse. Verse twenty one. Hold on, let's go up to verse twenty. No, wait, wait. Cause you know it's a banger. Okay. Let's start at verse 13. I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know, so you may know, so you know you have eternal life. And we are confident that He hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases Him. And since we know He hears us when we make our requests, we also know that He will give us what we ask for. If you see a fellow believer sing in a way that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give that person life. But there is a sin that leads to death. And I but there is a sin that leads to death, and I am not saying you should pray for those who commit it. All wicked actions are sin, but not every sin leads to death. We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning, for God's son holds them securely. And the evil one cannot touch them. We know that we are children of God. And that the world around us is under the the control of the evil one. And we know that the son of God has come. And has given us understanding. So that we can know the true God. And now we live in fellowship with the true God. Because we live in the fellowship with his son Jesus Christ. He is the only true God. And he is eternal life. Dear children. Keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. The Lord is telling me he he want me to talk about um the one unforgivable sin. And that's blaspheming the Holy Spirit. And when you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, you don't want to you Hold on, let me get let me get the scripture out for y'all. Give me a second. All right, first, let's go up a little bit higher. And it says, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ 
has become a child of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. We know we love God. We know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats this evil world and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the son of God. And Jesus was revealed as God's son by his baptism in water and by the shedding of by shedding his blood on the cross, not by water only, but by water and blood and the spirit who is truth confirms it with his testimony. So we have these three witnesses, the spirit, the water and the blood. And all three agree, since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about his son. All who believes in the son of God know in their hearts that th- this testimony is true. Those who don't believe this are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe what God has testified about his son. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have God's son does not have life. Hallelujah. So let's also go to John 14. Let's go down to verse 17. And that says... He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives in you and later he lives with you now and later will be in you. Hallelujah. He says, no, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will you will know that I am in the Father, or you are in me, and I am in you. Those who set my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Judas, not Judas Iscar, the other disciple with the name, said to him, Lord, why are you going to reveal yourself only to us and not to the world at large? Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and he will and we will come and make our home with each of them. Anyone who doesn't love me will not will not obey me. And remember, my words are not my own. What I am telling you is from the father who sent me. I am telling you these things now while I am still with you. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving, excuse me, I am leaving you with a gift of peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Remember what I told you. I am going away. But I will come back to you again. If you really love me, you will be happy that I am going to the Father who is greater than I am. I have told you these things before before they happen so that, so that when they do happen, you will believe. I don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches. He has no power over me, but I will do what the Father requires of me. 
So the world will know that I love the Father. Come, let's be going. Let's go to John 15. And it's somebody to know when he says that the Father is far greater than I am, Jesus is teaching you in his life how to submit to God, how to humble yourself before God, and allow the Lord to lift you up in honor. So we are to model Christ. That's why you say be like Christ. That's why he says the Father is far greater than I am. That was the Lord said that I needed to break that down for somebody. But I will send you, this is John 15, verse 26. But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the father and will testify all about me. And you must also testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. Let's go to John 16. If you get into his word, you you will be with him since the beginning of his ministry. God's words leads to spirit and truth. You've been with Jesus since the beginning. <laughs> It's funny, right? Because we really have been. Because listen, and the Holy Spirit leads you into all truth. He tells you everything you need to know. It says, in a little while, you won't see me anymore. But a little while after that, you will see me again. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I went up down a little bit. When the spirit of truth comes, this is verse 13. So John 16, verse 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the father is mine. This is why I said the spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. And then one more is Matthew 12. Verse 31. And it says, hold on. Okay, give your sister a minute. Okay. Let's go down to, okay. Let's go to verse 25. Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, any kingdom divided by civil war. So let's go up a little bit higher so you can know what, what happened. We're going to start at verse 22. Then a demon-possessed man who was blind and couldn't speak was brought to Jesus. He healed the man so that he could both speak and see. The crowd was amazed and asked, could it be that Jesus is the son of David, the Messiah? But when the Pharisees heard about the miracle, they said, no wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A town or family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he is dividing, dividing, divided and fighting against himself. His own kingdom will not survive. And if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too. So they will condemn you for what you have said. But if I'm casting out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger. Someone who could tie him up and plunder his house. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me. And anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. So I tell you, every sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which will never be forgiven. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, forgiven, either in this world or in the world to come. Hallelujah.
And when you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, you won't, you, you, you won't admit that God is, he, you're calling him a liar. You won't admit the truth. You just keep accepting a lie. You keep telling a lie. You won't give God your life. That's blaspheming the Holy Spirit. You don't want to listen to it. You don't want to listen to it, the, the convictions of the Holy Spirit. You don't want to be led into all truth. You reject the truth. That's what blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is. And I also want to read it to you out my Bible at the bottom because I told you before I had this Bible that breaks down um, the Bible verses, but just to get get it in more of a clear light in the name of Jesus, because what I what I've already said what it's so, but you know just to to give you more in case you want some uh, want more. Hold on. Thus I'm gonna read it. The Pharisees had blasphemed against against the spirit by attributing the power by which Christ did miracles to Satan. Instead of the Holy Spirit, the unpardonable sin is the deliberate refusal to acknowledge God's power in Christ. It indicates a deliberate and irreversible hardness of heart. Sometimes believers worry that they have accidentally committed this unforgivable sin, but only those who have turned their backs on God and rejected all faith have have any need to worry jesus said they can't be forgiven not because their sin is worse than any other but because they will never ask for forgiveness whoever rejects the prompting of the holy spirit removes himself or herself from the only force that can lead him or her to repentance and restoration to god so when you blaspheme in the Holy Spirit, you're rejecting the truth. So you never repent and you never, you reject the forgiveness of God. So you can never be forgiven, forgiven for your sins. But when you go to the Lord, you ask for forgiveness, you shall be forgiven. But if you don't ask for forgiveness, how can you be forgave? Does that, did, did I say that word right? <laughs> if you don't go ask for God to forgive you, how, how can you, how can he forgive you if you don't ask for it? Hallelujah. It's a relationship that you build with the Father. Asking you will receive. Seeking you will find. Knock and the door will be open unto you. It's a two-way relationship you got to have with the Lord. But if you have a relationship with the world, you, you, you're you not going to be able to have a relationship with the Father. You have to give up the world so you can gain your true life. So you can gain a relationship with the world, with the Father. Because he, he says, friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God. So, Father, is there anything else I need to say? He said, tell my children, just come to me. Just go to him. Tell He's telling me to tell you, just come to me. Just come to him. He does not want to destroy you. But he knows who won't ask for forgiveness. He already knows. But he's still saying, come to me. He's still allowing you to hear this, to give you a chance. Come to him. Hallelujah. I hear him say, once judgment is set, it's set. Like we did in the Esther series. Uh, a, a king cannot, he cannot replace one decree. He cannot um, end one decree. He can't take back a decree. So if judgment is set, when, judgment is set. He can't take back his word. His word cannot come back to him void. He is a man of his word. So if judgment be set upon you, it's set. Hallelujah. Let's go on a prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
Father, I'm praying that you go to each one of my brothers and sisters, Father, listening, Lord. Hallelujah. And I pray, as your word says, that if it's not a sin that leads to death, Father, I pray that they ask you for forgiveness, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. I pray that they are forgiven, Father. I pray that you restore them, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, I also pray that you have mercy, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Because if you if your anger falls upon us, Father, if your anger falls upon us, Lord, we will not survive. So, Father, I'm just asking you to have mercy and have your and shower us with your grace and your unfailing love, Lord. Correct us, but not in anger, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Because we cannot last if you do that, Father. Lord. I even pray for the, your children to have hard hearts, Father. Hallelujah. I pray for them, Lord. I pray I pray for them even with our words because you know what needs to be said, Father. Because I don't even know what to say, Lord, if, if their hearts are hard and they can't hear you. But I'm praying that the, the, the most I can say is I pray that their heart gets softened. I pray that they have ears to ear and eyes that see, Father, which your spirit has been speaking to them, Lord. Hallelujah. I pray that your will be done in their life, Lord. On earth as it is in heaven, Father. I pray that your 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 will is just done in their life, Father. In the name of Jesus. That's all I can think to pray for is your will be to be done, Father. And I know your will is not for any of your little ones to perish, Lord. Hallelujah. So, Father, we're going to give you all the glory, honor, and praise. And that's in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So, family, this is a little bit of a husky word. (laughs) But I pray for breakthrough and healing. That's another thing, Father. I pray for breakthrough and healing in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. I pray that they get wisdom and understanding and knowledge from this, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. And they're not intimidated. By how how long this is, but yet your spirit draws them into what you are speaking to them, Father. Not that they look at the time and be like, oh, this is too long. I ain't listening to this. But no, I pray that your spirit draws them in to hear what you are speaking to them, Father. And that's in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So family, shameless plug is down at the bottom. I love y'all. But most importantly, let's say it together. Jesus loves y'all. Oh, and another thing, Spotify has been tripping because it's a word that I posted like yesterday and it still hasn't came up on Spotify. So if you're hearing this on Spotify, if there's a way that you can download Apple, Google uh, Podcasts, I think it's Pocket Cast, anywhere that's like a streaming besides Spotify, if you enjoy listening to Within Her Beauty, uh, just download me on there. Because I don't know if, if this is only if, if this pops up on Spotify. If it doesn't pop up on Spotify, I guess this is going to be the second one that will pop up on Spotify. But I had put out another word yesterday and I don't know what happened. Why it's not on Spotify yet. So, yeah. If there's any other way to, for you to download this podcast on another streaming platform, do that. Okay, family? Bye.